Hey, hello guys. Welcome to our pilot episode. Today, we are going to be talking about first-generation lawyer Wahala. And this is May Please a Pod. Uh, we have three panelists on this podcast. It's me, Junior, and then Eubank and Jonathan. Can you guys say hello? Hello. I think we should get a name for our... <laughs> The people who follow our podcast, man. It's, it's too early, but let's, we would have to get a name for them. Charlie, yeah. your guy know even, we know even starts the podcast, but people are thinking about their fans. You want to have a, yeah. when you share your fans, what do they call them? Survivors. <laughs> survivors. <laughs> survivors, yeah, yeah, yeah. survivors. <laughs> he wants to have his own version of survivors. He wants his own... Uh, we can call them pleasers. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, that sounds so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, let's hear from you. All the way from yeah, Washington, um, D.C. Yeah, um, obviously the weather is like just um, chill here and I, I pity you guys. But it's, that's just about it. And also, my name is not Jonathan, it's Jonathan. <laughs> you, you make like you said, we don't call you Jonathan. But yeah, today I mean, you guys, we're so excited to be able to record this finally. And um, today we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic. Um, so, Juna, what's, you talk to us about your experience. You Are you a first-generation... First of all, you answer the question. Are you a first-generation lawyer? Um, you see, you know the explainer, they can't explain, though, but I'm not... <laughs> I, 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 of course, <laughs> I, on my paternal family side, I'm a first-generation lawyer. So I can, I can relate, you know, I can relate to this topic just as well as you guys might be able to because um yeah i mean in my in my paternal family i'm the first person to ever become a lawyer i admit that like looking at it broadly and like including my maternal family obviously i'm not the first person to have seen or done this law thing but i i do have very significant understanding of how it works both ways so yeah hopefully i'm a good resource but um i also know people who are like Hundred percent not first generation lawyers, like you know, they look left, they look right, and obviously they are privileged both ways. But yeah, that's that's as far as it goes for me. And I don't know about you and Eubank, but I have proper experience. So Eubank, tell us, uh, are you a first generation lawyer or not? First of all, I am. I mean, my name sounds foreign, but I'm the first lawyer <laughs> in my family, and that comes with all the pressure and things. But I am a first generation. Are you even a lawyer? <laughs> so yeah, right. We need to answer that preliminary question first. Are you a lawyer? I am a lawyer. Are you qualified to practice in Ghana? I have. And I have are you a practicing lawyer? I'm a practicing lawyer. I have my solicitor's license. <laughs> Is it updated for 2023? Exactly. I don't know about you. I don't think he has a solicitor's license. Yeah, that guy right Japan yeah. long time. We left you for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, please, Let me also ask you the question, Junior, because you, you come from a very, very like, like affluent background and uh, all that. So, are you a first generation lawyer? See, I'm a first-generation lawyer. To the best of my knowledge and to the family that is known to me, none of my family members are lawyers. I'm the first of many to come. So so I can say boldly that I'm a first-generation lawyer. And I know Yuban wants to mention a certain name, but that, it doesn't <laughs> even count because that man is dead to me. <laughs> that man is not part of my family, so I do not count him as part of my family. So yes, I'm the first to come from my family and I hold that title. So when I go to my hometown, I have the accolade lawyer, and they, ca- they, they call me with respect. You see, and my name is heavy. When you mention it, 
you have to put some respect on it. It's yeah. me, a third generation. I lawyer. mean, I'm, I'm lucky that, that they, they started naming streets after me in a Crocon <laughs> and all that as well. Can you, you, listen, <laughs> this guy is from a Crocon. This, 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 this guy is from a Crocon. He's talking about being a first generation lawyer. I mean, why do you get up saying that you're a first generation lawyer when you come from a Crocon? I'm, I'm sure the listeners right you now can just fight it. Hometown accolades. Me, I started getting the lawyer title when I was a legal <laughs> if I'm going to wrong with no these, these are the people lawyer, we need lawyer, these are the people we need to report to GLC because when you were at <laughs> you're not even at Makola you were at Ghana School and you were at the University of Ghana doing your degree in law and you were carrying yourself about as, as a lawyer hopefully, just look at hopefully that. not for the girls but any, anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called faith it's called what? you know but I am it's called faith I, I was you know, you are calling it fake. Declare what was about to happen. Is the other F word? Yeah. It's fraud. But but you see, not to sidetrack. Um, I think Junior, we should start with you. I mean, start with me to, about what? I mean, what's what? How is it? How is it like to be a first generation lawyer? Are there like any peculiar difficulties you faced and all that? I'm being asked this question because I'm the only real first generation lawyer on this podcast. So you give me my fans. Where 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 the clapping day? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Clap for the boy. Yes, um, Charlie, being a first-generation lawyer is hard. Let me tell you that. Because you, it doesn't come with the network that other people who are, uh, who are not first-generation lawyers uh, 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 enjoy. But I think we need to break down the generational lawyers because we have different types. I don't want to mention names, but we have the people who are like OG lawyers. Those people are like Highlander. They, they, they are immortals. They've been, they've been around for... For centuries, I know I'm exaggerating, but they've been around for centuries. We know these guys. If you see them, you can see that now these guys are old. They've been around. And then we have the like the old school lawyers, the OGs, but the new school OGs. You know, they have gray hair now, but they haven't been in the game as long. So they are kind of in the middle. And then there's us, you know, <laughs> the young lawyers. <laughs> the young lawyers who have who are now who are now on the scene. And sorry, but I need to tell this story, yeah? You see, there's this thing about lawyers, young lawyers that really, it, 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 it hurts my soul. Because I did some WhatsApp group, eh? And they were discussing some IP issue, that somebody has stolen somebody's IP. Specifically, it was a government agency that they were alleging that has stolen their IP. And then I, I, I didn't come to the conversation early. So they were, you know, talking about it, going back and forth. And somebody just came up and said, I know some hungry lawyers who can help you out. The word hungry <laughs> trigger me. I say, what do you mean by hungry lawyers? <laughs> you see? You only, I, I, had to, I had to do some introspection. And then I realized that, Charlie, you only get triggered like that when you're actually a hungry lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so the poverty was hitting me, Charlie. But yeah, so let me get back to it. So let's have these two or these three generations. So we have the OGs. Then we have the people in the middle, and then there's us. So there's some of us who are connected to these OGs, and some are connected to the people in the middle. But some have a line, a family tree, coming from the old guys, the OGs, to the middle till now. So those guys are sorted. Those are the people that you go and they, you see, we're from, straight from law school, they know I'm going to work for my father's firm. When they get there, then the juicy briefs are pushed to them. Some people don't even, in the firm, don't even get to hear about some of the, the, the cases that are handled. That sounds, say, very, it sounds very, it sounds very personal, right? Yeah, yeah this, this is very personal. <laughs> However, it's not, it, well, it's not personal per se because someone told me about it. 
because you go to some law firms, I don't want to mention names, and especially the ones with, you know, the big names, the OG names on, on, on the law firms, and uh, you, the son of this managing partner or founder, you know, they give themselves different names and different positions. When, when something comes, there's some transaction, they will just pass it to their, their, their kin. Maybe it might not be their son, it might be their son-in-law, or maybe their daughter or their daughter-in-law. <laughs> and then, Charlie, by the time you realize, if somebody, if the person himself doesn't come to tell you about it, you never, you never get a whiff about this transaction that has gone on, and Charlie, it's a juicy brief that has brought a lot of money. So, like, that's some of my experience. But coming into the profession, well, I've been lucky. I did my pupillage at a corporate law firm. Uh, I'm currently doing my pupillage at another corporate and commercial law firm. I've had great people to work with. I mean, we've all, we've all had bad experiences. I have had them. I don't know about the rest of you. I can't speak for you, but I know a number of people who have had them. But mm, so far, so good. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> he's married he's married he's, married. he's even I'm married he's married, married as a lawyer so that should tell but, you yeah, yeah, that should tell you yeah, his yeah. current status I'm married yeah. and I have a son I have a beautiful son so yeah. I have a nice family and I'm uh, thankfully the, the profession is able to yeah, help me support me yeah, yeah, I'm talking about your good son. You know, I think that the next question should be directed to you because I think that you have like some sort of privilege because you spent like maybe you bank, you bank most, is, you most of your to dodge the question. But most it's of okay. your, it'll come around to him. Most of, speak, of you course, spent most of your, I mean your your years as a lawyer working for, let's say, your uncle. And so does it does it come with any special privileges? Um, um I mean. I'd be very unfair or, you know, for want of a better expression, really, to say that working for my uncle, you know, was not, was not a real privilege. You see, um, I, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that um, I was fortunate to be in that position. There's something that um, having a lawyer in your family or, you know, just like having the privilege of being able to tend to, you know, a family establishment, to be able to practice law, that's for you. Now, let me put this in context. Like, even before we became lawyers, so even at Legon, when we were studying law, there was an experience that opened my eyes early to some of the benefits that can come your way if you are like, you know, if you have lawyers around you. So I was head of moot, right? Yeah. But even before then, I was part of the moot and, you know, advocacy society and I did moot myself. Like I did advocacy before I became head of moot. So obviously it's moot court and you have to move and like show up as a lawyer and stuff like that. That very first experience of people running around and like, you know, trying to even get the apparel to be able to like, you know, play the part was very interesting because like there were people who obviously were part of moot who could like marshal as many as four or five costumes for everybody else like it became a very normal of course like, let me get one for my dad let me get one for my mom let me get one for my uncle let me get yeah. and there were people who had no idea where to turn to for costumes so we had to like you know actively try and get costumes for everybody Obviously, at the time, this was like a very insignificant situation, and I probably didn't even think about it beyond beyond the fact that Charlie, it was hard to come across like a wig and a gown for students. But putting that in perspective today, I just realized that like studying law itself and just having the privilege of knowing people who are in practice is a big advantage because 
away from the moot situation. The guidance people who are coming to law with the benefit of people already practicing law around them have as well the same as the benefit of those of us or those of you who just walk into law fresh with no guidance from family or very close relatives and stuff like that. So yes, I do admit and agree that it's a very privileged position to know people coming into law. Okay. And let's take it away from like studying to become a lawyer and even directly answer your question. Like practicing law. There are some decisions I was able to take practicing law that I couldn't have taken if I didn't have the luxury of, you know, having law in my family, if that's the way to put it. So let me let me give you a typical example. At a point in my very young career, I felt like I was at the wrong place. I felt like I had to, you know, take a drastic decision. I felt like I needed to work out the door of a particular establishment. I feel like not everybody in my shoes could have taken that decision at the time because it's very hard to, you know, like just get up and take drastic decisions and respect the employee and quit. On your space, they said just quit. Have you forgotten? Yes. The golden the golden rule. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the... On, on, <laughs> but it's not that easy to say, like, just quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that easy if, 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 if you, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, it's Particularly not easy. Because if it's you're, not easy. If you're in an establishment where you can wake up to, you know, every month, you know that like, you're getting a fixed source of income and stuff like that. But I, like, I was like, you know what, I'm done here, whatever it takes, I'm out of here. After all, if this doesn't work, I can always walk to the comfort of my uncle's firm, which, by the way, is like a stellar law firm and they do amazing work and like, you know, um, it's a leading law firm in the market, you know what I mean? And if DLC comes for me, they come for me, but I have that luxury okay. you know, to say, okay, let me walk away from this and go to my family. So yeah, those are some of the privileges you can have if you are not a first-generation lawyer. But I mean, down the conversation, you might be able to talk about whether or not this really is significant by way of, you know, a stumbling block in the way of your, like, your success in law generally. Okay, so Yubank, over to you. Yeah, you've been passing the question around to everybody by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that for me, I would, I'll probably start my story from like when I was young. Because when I was young, I just wanted to be a history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, but I wanted to be a history because teacher. Because you were not good in school, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was excellent. Are you, what are you saying I, about people? Who I was excellent. History? I used to. I just wanted to be a history teacher for some reason. <laughs> After some time, I wanted to be a journalist, and then it got to a point I wanted to be. A lawyer. So, I mean, after where does engineering fit in here? Because no, so I mean, for those of you who don't know, you bank is an electrical engineer. So I'll, I'll, has never I'll tell you how, how I got to that because when I was when I was moving from um, let's say JHS to SHS, my first choice I really wanted to do arts because at that point I felt like I wanted to be a lawyer. But I mean, there was no lawyer to consult and everything. So I think my mother went to school one day. Say, oh, Obano ni madio onya science onya onya science. Yeah, the old Ghanaian knowledge. Uh, what's and yeah, and that's how I ended up doing science and ended up doing electrical engineering. And so I think that one of the main things you lack as a first generation lawyer is like the sort of mentorship and advice that you could have gotten when you were younger. Because I think that if I had a lawyer in my family, they would have better appreciated that. This guy wanted to be a lawyer, but then it looked like Charlie. Some of the choices were very money centered because 
And I'm sure that they were thinking about medicine in the future. And you know, I got to and I got to invest SHS and at that point I also wanted to do law. And I during our time, I think tech was the only school offering post first degree. Undergraduate degree law, the rest were doing. And I told my people that Charlie, I want to do law as that one to know sorts of mentorship because they didn't really understand. Yeah, nobody knows the ins and outs. Every time I say, alone is Kenny. I mean, it's true because yeah. anyway, by the way, listeners, this is why we are making this podcast yeah, yeah. to make it easier for you. Those of you who don't have lawyers in your family, you have a few of us here to give you guidance through the whole legal, the whole legal. And system. that's how yeah. I ended up doing electrical engineering. And I think that um, it made my route to becoming a lawyer longer because if I had like the sort of maybe mentorship or advice that Juna had, maybe I would be a senior at the bar by three years and I'll be bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, then, you know, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> our our colleagues that went to do the law straight, Charlie, right now, they want to seniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, for me, it's, it's... Exactly the same route as you, man. So what are you talking about? Yeah, so it's, it's really the lack well, of... You, Jonathan is telling you guys too that he's also a computer... He's a what? He's a computer engineer who went to he's UMass. a computer engineer. I mean, luckily <laughs> for me, I went to KNUST. <laughs> <laughs> the choice school for engineering, but it doesn't matter. That's a conversation. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, the lack of mentorship or advice, uh, um, it doesn't really help if you are not a first generation lawyer. And even going to law school, when I wanted to enter law school, I was going to write a post first degree law and trans exams. Like everyone I talked to told me that I had to know someone. Like, you can't end. Genuinely, it got to my head because I also felt like I, I needed to know someone and I started looking for someone, which I didn't end up finding. But at the end of the day, once I went through, I, it, it sort of like told me that if you work hard, it sounds like I'm giving some day to me vibes right now. I'll just end right now and move to my, my, my co. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I think uh, we've approached it from two different angles. But so you guys have spoken about legal education and how not having a lawyer in your family has affected that and making choices in education, etc. I didn't give that 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 um angle, so I'm going to give mine now. So you know, since I was a child, I've always loved reading. I've been reading for for I think well my dad in Kokwe hey, Charlie. Someone who likes reading. <laughs> <laughs> You know, see, see. I'm sure food is, food, 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 is, full disclosure, I was going to edit this out of the podcast, but we, we're going to make it stay. <laughs> Junior, they read yeah. their books. Charlie, so my dad inculcated the habits of reading in me when I was very young. And he, you know, let me not go on a tangent and talk about that. The point is that, you see, when you're in Ghana, once they say, oh, this kid loves reading, they say, oh, hey, you have to do arts, you have to go and learn law. They say, oh, since you like reading, you do reading courses. But let me sound this, this, this warning to everybody. See, it's not just about liking reading. I loved reading fiction. See, reading fiction and reading cases, etc. is not the same thing. And so... Maybe in my case, I found out that well, it was it was okay for me. I like I, I I liked the the profession in which I'm in, and I like reading what I read. I mean, that's fine. I get fatigued from it, and sometimes I don't read fiction again because I'm already spending so much time and energy reading because of the profession I'm in. But that's just that's just by the way. So that's what really led me to the profession. I didn't really have any guidance, so to speak. I mean, as Eubank said uh, at that time. When we were when we were entering uni, Legon wasn't offering. Uh, it, first, was first degree, it was just post first degree. It was just post first degree law. 
Tech was the only school offering post-first degree. I, I don't even know if Gilkwa was, was offering law then. I, I don't, don't know. And you see, at that time, the, the information wasn't really out there. It you didn't know. Cars, yeah, 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 you didn't even know about the schools. Yeah, bro, Charlie. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, by the way, I'm 21. <laughs> the I'm rest in my 20s. Plus. I'm in my 20s. That's all I'm. I'm, I'm 21. I'm the rest yes. are 30 plus and things. Charlie, then I'm go. Not, I'm not 30. Charlie. Nigga. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 20s. Anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, not having a lawyer in my family didn't give me any direction or mentorship. Yeah, you see, that's one thing that people who have lawyers in their families also really gain from because they have people to teach them the ropes, starting from the very base, which is going and getting your law degree, going and getting your professional law course, certificates, and then getting into practice, even which law firms to apply to, which areas of practice to focus on, and all of that. We didn't have any of that, but you're going to get all of that from this podcast. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-generation lawyer, you don't have the first-generation lawyer wahala. Because we did for you. Oh, you say what? Junior, just, just, um, just, just, something just popped in, and I, I thought you let, I should bring it out. So, yeah, sure. It's, it's a fact. It's a glaring fact that you know we all would be in a better position, or at least it appears so that having lawyers in your family or not being a first generation lawyer would you know do all of us loads of good. But it just occurred to me also that. There's also a downside to it that we, we may be missing. Yeah. Um, a lot of lawyers try to project their, you know, their profession on their children or on very close relatives. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. What that does for some people is that it forces them into the law. Now, law is, you know, one of those things that you come to. It's, it's like one of those drink drink deep or taste not things, right? You need to be Allah. very hey. <laughs> You need to be... That sounds like something from the big girls or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Can, 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 can you Is that something you need to know about to intelligence for once? You <laughs> <laughs> know, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I talk to my little cousins, occasionally like my little cousins, so um, two of them, like, uh, let, let me give you the ages so you can understand what I'm talking about. So like maybe a 12-year-old and uh, a 10-year-old. So they, now these guys, what I tell you, they have the privilege of being surrounded by so many lawyers, as many as maybe four or five lawyers now. And you tell them, like, I want you to be a lawyer. I don't know. I don't want to do law. Daddy is never here. Daddy is always reading big books. I want to be a doctor. I want to be, you know. And when I think about it, and I, I unconsciously find myself trying to convince these little kids to become lawyers. When we're in law school, I personally know, and I can count, you know, as many as 10 people who have openly told me that, you know, I'm only in this law thing because my dad thinks I should do law. And you ask them why, and they're like, oh, my dad is a lawyer, my dad thinks I should succeed him. And sometimes the interest is just missing. Some people are able to find the interest along the way. Like, they can just, like, abracadabra it, and then it appears maybe midway. Charlie, that's my job, by the way. My guy, can we? Some people never get, you know, some people never get it, and I just think that that's an, a disadvantage that you know those of you feel yeah. left out because you're not exactly right. two sides to the coin. I want to ask you a personal question, right? So, yeah. I mean, your mm-hmm. uncle is a lawyer, so do you ever like feel extra pressure that maybe you have to like match his heights, or you know, is there like freedom in, in your choices, or it's always like a reference point for you when you're doing things or in your career? 
Um, that's, that's a very good question. Uh, as, as good as my lawyer is a lawyer. Hey, as, as good as my uncle is a lawyer, wow. that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> it looks like Junior, Junior, you go make you catch me off. I beg you, don't blame um, me for your bad I beg you. <laughs> but but yeah, um, that I, I to be very honest, I think so. Um, sometimes I, I'm like, you know, my uncle is so good, or at least that's how I saw him growing up. I used to like, from a distance, I was like in awe of the things he used to do because I was like, man, this guy is like a superhero. Like I would read about my uncle's kids, <laughs> and I'm like. Hey, you know, but like think thinking about it now, there's really nothing that you can't do as a young lawyer. I think that um, (laughs) are limitless, (laughs) you know. But yeah, that's that's it's it's to be to be to answer your question directly. I feel pressured, yes, because my uncle is not a mediocre lawyer. At least you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think that he's like he's like an excellent lawyer, and that's a standard I hold myself to constantly. So there's pressure to succeed there's pressure on me to and it's not just my uncle like my I have a cousin who did this law thing and succeeded greatly at just it at I mean he's a young lawyer as well this guy is not like <laughs> he's yeah. not closely related he's <laughs> a Nepo baby but Junior I, I, want to, baby. I want to ask you Junior a question you know um, it has to do with the same thing you do you worry, think I have that a lot of questions for you that worry. lack of I mean that lack of exposure because I don't know when was the like first time you, you saw a courtroom or something or when you were a kid you, you had like an excursion Bro, I didn't see a courtroom till I was doing my internship when I was in I was in Legon doing my, my law degree. That was the first time I stepped foot in the courtroom. I had no interaction with any courts whatsoever until then. But hey, thinking back, because you know I did my national service before I did my first degree, hey, my degree in law. Um in the legal department at uh, NIB, right? But we never went to court, you know, you see, that, that's the thing. Now I remember, we never went to court. I thought that maybe back then I went to court, no. We didn't have any courts then, but then at least I was introduced to legal transactional lawyering, which is what most like of us are doing now anyway. affected your career in any way? Um, I don't think so. Well, you see, so so let me let me say this. Uh, I hope my boss will forgive me, but my boss, my boss was, he, he always says that when he was a baby, his dad was carrying him to court. So he has that like that OG experience that like it's like when he was a baby they go play for 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 courtroom. So he always says that to, to, to let me know. Yeah, that. I think we should refer to our audience. If you say this didn't affect you, because I every time you come to me for legal advice, like I hold your hand and walk you through law. So Guys, when you say ignore, 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 ignore this guy. Ignore <laughs> <laughs> so back to, to what I was saying. Ignore that guy. Back to what I was saying. Yeah. So my boss has that experience. So he, his dad. I don't want to mention his name and his dad. Uh, but you know, his dad was a, a litigation lawyer. So he was always in the courts, and he used to take his son along. You know. So he had that experience as opposed to me. So we are we like stellar opposites. Even though both of us went to Motown, <laughs> which is what we have in common, we are like stellar opposites when it comes to our experience firsthand with the courtroom and etc. So yeah, I didn't have any exposure to that, and I don't think I don't think it, it really affected me anyway, okay. personally, yeah. because I also know a certain lawyer where I did an internship. He also had exposure to the courts quite early, 
But when he first appeared in court, <laughs> that, that guy was, I almost guessed, that guy was so nervous, he was visibly shaky. Okay. You know, this 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 is a topic for another time. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss like advocacy in the courts and, and all of that and how uh, the judges can yeah. shake you sometimes. But but uh, that's not what we are discussing. But yeah, I, I guess maybe I was just lucky that uh, I wasn't too shaken by, by the experience. Because I'll, I'll tell you my, my, my first exposure to the court. Right? And when I think I, when we're doing in tech, we, I think Teddy or something, we're supposed to do internship. Right. Um, I think it was Composure or something. So I did my internship with ECG, the Pujas yeah. Division. So we're <laughs> laying, we're actually, we're doing underground cables. We're laying underground cables right yeah, in front of... electrician. Right, <laughs> right in front of the Supreme Court and things. So... We sort of had to like go to there. So just around that time. So you are telling me that your first <laughs> experience with the courts was doing manual labor in front of the courts. I wasn't doing laying, manual labor. Laying I was electrical like, cables. No, I was supervising. So he's not. Like, he was supervising. I want to tell you. I nearly because uh, at that time I didn't <laughs> think that <laughs> law was even in my mind I, I again. I asked myself, where did they go wrong? <laughs> law was <laughs> in my mind at that time. Law was in my mind again. But I think that day, that actually, that day actually like sort of pushed me because Charlie. The women they come there, this thing, but actually, first of all, they were so beautiful. I said, what a profession. What? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait a second. I mean, this, can we run this back? No, no, no. Jenna, you hear what this what guy is saying? Genuinely. Why, 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 why did we get to beautiful women? I thought we were talking about first generation. Well, I was telling you. Yeah, actually. Yeah, okay. And that was it. And then So the beautiful I, women did what? Can you explain on this? Please? I mean, I saw the men too, and it felt, it felt very noble and things. And then I was like, nah, actually, I don't need to abandon my dream had so that was actually my first because I don't think I'd ever like even seen a quote like but I saw them coming in I, I yeah. mean I don't think I used you saw to them in their beautiful wig gowns, gowns and things I said no the Charlie, gown, no, when, no, they, when said, the wind they blow for the beach Charlie I said this has to be me this has to, <laughs> <laughs> this has to be me and that was it but I do not necessarily think that um, the lack of exposure has affected me because I think that if you flip it to you realize that when you have a lot of independence to make your choices, um, it actually helps sometimes because there's no pressure on me. My, no, well, that's true. my parents are not giving me that's pressure true. or anything. They, they, they don't really no have expectations, like expectations yeah. of my profession. So, Charlie, I just move in yeah, 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 I mean, they understand once they know that, Charlie. Yeah, but I'm there's also pressure my... there because you are setting the benchmark now because you're going to have yeah. little cousins, etc. that want to be like you. Yeah, yeah, and the, so bench, now... the benchmark has already been... I've always been setting the benchmark, you know. <laughs> when, when I went I mean, to present, I mean, five, five cousins of mine went to present after. <laughs> so, <laughs> just look at that. The face setter himself. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to say something about what Jonathan said. And when he was talking about uh, lawyers putting pressure on their children to do the law, and I think there's one major reason is because we run our law firms like they're family businesses. So he's setting up yeah. the law firm with the idea in mind that his son or his daughter is going to come and take over the firm. So you, that you are there, that's his succession plan. You are his succession plan, so you have to do the law. Like, you don't get option. You need to go to school and go and do law. So that's that unnecessary pressure. And that all, you know, ties into the fact that once you are working in the law firm, and I think you mentioned it, it was discussed on your, on the space. Uh, sorry for those who didn't listen to the space. Uh, Jonathan and a couple of others uh, had the space, I think last week, was it last week? Yeah. Yeah. 
it was last week and they they kind of discussed this about you know being in a law firm and, and quitting <laughs> people say you should quit 1500 city lawyers were put in the mud but that's the thing people leave law firms because they realize there's no future for them there are you on partner track it's like there's no there's no blueprint there's there's no um the, you see, there's no uh, thing that you, what I think blueprints is fine. You can say blueprints, <laughs> like yeah. I want to say like there's no roadmap. Okay, that's I it. I never thought the day would come. That's it. And this guy, this guy crazy, <laughs> right? He went to Muta. Kwame Akufu will be disappointed. I went to the Genius, best in Ghana. We produced Kwame Akufu. Come on, one of the best lawyers in Ghana. I had to name drop. He's from my hometown, by the way. He's from your hometown, of course. So you can't claim first generational lawyer. Jonah, I want to, I want to ask you a question. Um, you know, we've sort of like mentioned a number of problems, um, um, lack of exposure, lack of mentorship, and the other issues are like normally associated with first generation lawyers. Um, I mean, I know you are not a first generation lawyer yourself, so um, but how do you how do you do with these situations? Well, I think I should rather put that question to Junior, and then I'll put another question to you. So the, I think the question I want to put to you is that. Um, you know, sometimes being privileged comes with its own issues. So, how how do you how do you overcome it? I mean, as a first generation lawyer with a sort of pressure and things, how do you how do you deal with that? Um, this is for me now or junior? No, I'll put this. This is to you because you are the privileged lawyer here. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 you see, I, you guys, you guys need to calm down. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Has to, <laughs> no, no, no. Then Jonah used to hustle. Me No, but I think your question is more about the privilege of having the guidance yeah, yeah, and mentorship. Like, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you cause how, I mean that could also be problematic. Exactly. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with those issues? The extra pressure yeah, and things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you need to do a lot of soul searching. Ultimately, I think that what 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 should consider, what should you know, weigh heavily on your mind in deciding whether or not law is the right track for you, is you know, whether that really is the calling. Aside all the noise or all the uh, motivation and all the distraction or whatever, however you look at it. So I think that everyone is predisposed naturally to some professional calling. Some people are also trained by the circumstances of life and by life's experiences, really, you know, and eventually that leads them somewhere else. I think ultimately leadership avenues and, you know, opportunities should exist outside of the privilege of having lawyers in your family. So for people who are privileged, I think really in making the decision of whether or not you want to come to the law, as I said, it's a drink deep or taste not kind of situation. You need to be able to satisfy yourself that outside the attraction of whoever it is that, like, you know, it's in your family, that, that's try, trying to mold you into the lawyer that they think you should be. You should be able to come to that conclusion yourself and consciously prick yourself and work towards it. Now, I've told you that like, there are situations where I've met people who are like so privileged that they are just like breezing through this law school thing because they are like, what? Well, let me do it for my dad because that's what he wants. And they have their own ideas and their own plans. The difficulty with that is that sometimes you come out a half big lawyer. I know people who also like walk into law school because of that and halfway through the experience, they realize that, you know what, I really like this thing and I'm going to have to do it because I naturally want to excel at this. 
And then they turn themselves into exceptional lawyers. So the privilege thing works both ways. Okay. I think we are, Jordan, we, we are sort of short on time. So I'll, I'll come to you again. But I mean, I think Junior should take the other question on like how to deal with the issues uh-huh. as a um, first generation lawyer lack of exposure, lack of mentorship. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so what you need to do now is that you're going to have to take the initiative. So that's the problem. Whenever you are doing something that really, um, maybe nobody in your family has done before, that you can't find someone within your family or your circles to guide you, you need to take the initiative and go out and find somebody who can guide you. I mean, the fact that somebody in your family hasn't done it before (laughs) doesn't mean there's nobody who has done it before. So you need to reach out to people Etc. And, and I think in my case, I, I was lucky enough to be posted to the legal department in NIB. I, I didn't even pull any strings. You know, usually in Ghana, if you want to get national service, some place, something, maybe. And already I wanted to do law. I didn't pull any strings. This boy can get... lie, oh. can you shut up? <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. So luckily, God willing, I was in the legal, <laughs> I was in the legal department. I was working with three lawyers. And fun fact, one of those lawyers is my boss now. Uh, shout out to her. Yeah. So she's one of the partners at my firm. And uh, so that's how I got to know her. So, so, so things like that. So I could ask her questions. She was so down to earth and very ready and available to help me out. And even my, 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 my actual boss in the legal department, I did my internship at his firm and he's also helped me out in so many ways. So luckily I got, you know, introduced to these people because of where I am and what I do. And you see, mine was, let's say, divine intervention because it wasn't really planned out. But if wherever you, you find yourself, you know, if, you, if, you, if I was in NIB, let's say, I was in another department. I could have reached out to the lawyers and, you know, struck up a conversation. I could have found mutuals or like a friend of a friend who is a lawyer who has experience in legal education, legal practice to, to, to help me with the ropes. But so, that's how I want to narrow in on something, you know, like, because for a first generation lawyer, it seems like, um, for someone who's not like, uh, for a first generation lawyer, it seems like networking is something that, that might exactly, be very that's important. Exactly, you in your career network. and so for you how have you like sort of like utilized it to your favor how have you sort of utilized it to your favor I think a topic when you're talking about networking that we need to discuss but to be very brief yeah. when you are networking in Ghana um, networking is basically about you know making new friends <laughs> you know <laughs> professional friends so to speak and you can use Contact, LinkedIn yeah. yeah yeah. and now we are in an internet age so you can use LinkedIn to your advantage People are not really, um, I don't want to call them antisocial, but they, they kind of refrain from those personal interactions because it can be awkward just walking up to somebody and just speaking to them. But on LinkedIn, even though I'm not too active now, people still send me messages and ask me about the legal profession. They want to get into it, ask me about legal practice. We have people even from other countries messaging you. So I think for networking, that's, that's an easy place to start, to get a good LinkedIn profile. You can reach out to other lawyers. And trust me, if you don't just reach out with a hey, hi, hello, but you reach out with something substantive, you are more than likely to get a reply for even somebody you think is a really big lawyer, the person might just reply. Do you know, so that's, that's this one is for you. I mean, I'm still coming back to you as a privileged lawyer because um, we know like very good, very good lawyers who like have like very successful parents. I mean, not to name drop or anything, but I mean, and this is my personal opinion. <laughs> we can say a Kufuado, we can say... <laughs> Charles Wenis oh, yeah. and a number of persons have sort of like big the, lawyers. Yeah, they've sort of their parents were lawyers too, and they were they had like very big names, but they sort of carved their own niche and things. Yeah. So how how do you do that? How do you 
how are, you, how are you able to carve a niche for yourself, which is like very different from what your father or your parents used to do? I don't know if you have an answer to that, but maybe you should try it. You back, is this a question to me? Because yeah, this is a question to you. Yeah. I hope you heard me. Yeah, so I, um, I, I think what you said is that... You want to know like how you carve a niche for yourself so that you don't get pigeonholed with with your other your other colleagues hey the other people in your family who are lawyers Kojo do you want to take the the question I mean yes uh, well see we're having technical difficulties right now but let me just answer and be brief I think what you're saying is that as a as a lawyer coming up you are in the shadow you're kind of in the shadow of people who have done it in your family so how do you stand out how do you carve a niche for yourself so um, I think uh, it's basically about doing what you think you are better at or what you think you have a passion for. If you just follow the 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 norm, I mean, what's been done already, you'll just be like, uh, they'll call you maybe something, something junior. <laughs> You're like uh, uh, just a younger version of the other person, but you need to make a name for yourself. You need to stand out. And I think you, 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 need to, you, you need to go and put yourself out there. I think that's the best way to do that. You need to take on cases that are maybe more daring. Because when you take those big cases, that's what put your name out there. But let me Jonathan is one now. Let me let me make let him answer the question. Kindly be brief. Yeah, no, so I, I think ultimately, once you've made it to the bar, you need to understand that law is practiced um in chambers, but ultimately you are the lawyer. And so a lot of your professional success depends on a lot of decisions you take and just your consciousness going to the profession. So I think that the thing about, you know, privilege is that it doesn't, it, it can carry you as far as getting you into the door, right? Like getting you a seat at the table. But what, what's going to keep you there or what's going to etch your work or your personality on the minds or on the, in the hearts of people who matter is your work ethic, is the resolve to be able to distinguish yourself further and all of that. So I think ultimately, whether we come to the law as first-generational lawyers or not, the, 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 the hack is the same, okay? So whether you're a first-generation lawyer or not, you need to understand that a lot of your professional success will depend on you. And there's only so much that you can do for yourself outside of the influence that puts you where you are. So I think that to be very brief on this, we need to understand that like all of these values come across the hard work so the sleepless nights, not sleepless nights because that's unhealthy, but the hard work... <laughs> The hard work, yeah. the persistence, the determination, the focus, all of those things come exactly. in handy. So, so, so Jonathan is saying that you need to grind. You need to grind. Whether you have yeah, privilege you or not, grind. you need to grind. You need to ultimately grind. I think so, grind is it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. This has been a very uh, productive conversation. We hope that you guys listened and enjoyed this podcast. Um, we've been trying to get this to, to you um, for a while now. It's been an idea that we've been thinking about we've been discussing so we are happy to get this out there we are happy that you are now tuned in and listening and trust me we have more to come we have more content and you know that we'll always keep it real we'll that's the 100. content creator <laughs> we'll keep it <laughs> make sure that we are, we are, yeah, we are yeah. always very honest we are not going to sugarcoat anything after this I'm actually I'm actually updating my LinkedIn now I'm a co-host of a podcast yes yeah, so okay. I mean, all right. So thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.